Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome back to Purpose Kingdom Network, y'all. We in our seven-day Holy Ghost-filled revival end of the year. I mean, if you have been with us and you were able to hear Reverend Marrow last night, you already know we are submitted and committed to this thing. We are living the living sacrifice, a living sacrifice, be that living sacrifice. But, y'all, it's day two, and I'm going to get right up out the way because we're going to continue in the spirit of how we've been doing it. And tonight we have another Purpose Kingdom very own, Reverend Dr. Eileen Maddox. Now, I don't know about y'all, but if you have never heard a word, Tonight would be a good night for you to start listening and understand exactly what we're doing. Now, remember, we're coming from Romans 12 and 1. And when I'm finished, you're going to have Pastor is going to come on and she's going to read the scripture. And then after that, you will hear none and only Reverend Dr. Eileen Maddox. Enjoy. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everyone. This is myself, your sister in Christ, Pastor Tylene Daly, and I'm here to read our theme scripture for this week's revival. Our theme scripture is coming from Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, and I'm reading from the King James Version. And it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. And again, that was Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And we know that the word of the Lord is already blessed. Amen. And the next voice that you will hear is our one and only Reverend Dr. Eileen Maddox, woman of God, the ministry is in your hands. Praise the Lord, everybody. Yes. Hallelujah. Okay. We are ready to go. God has a word, and we're going to step right into it. And the word that God gave me for tonight to continue this revival is the new system. Knowing that the theme of this entire week is the living sacrifice, I sat and I thought, and I said, Lord, where do you want me to go? How do you want me to do this? And he spoke to me in terms of the new system. And I, um, well, I'll come, I'll come back. I dipped into Hebrews chapter 9, verses 9 through 15, with still having this, uh, the living sacrifice as a theme. And I'm just going to begin at verse 9, and I'm reading for the New Living Translation. This is an illustration pointing to the present time. For the gifts and sacrifice that the priests offer are not able to cleanse the consciences of the people who bring them. For that old system deals only with food and drink and various cleansing ceremonies, physical regulations that were in effect 
only until a better system could be established. Verse 11 says, so Christ has now become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not part of the created world. With his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he he entered the most holy place once and for all, for all time secured our redemption forever. The word of God for the people of God. Not turning from the idea of living uh, the the living sacrifice, but moving into what it what it means. How do we become a living sacrifice? And what better to do than go in Hebrews and review how Christ Himself became this living sacrifice? Go with me, if you will, to the last three years. The last three years has put us the church put us in a position that has caused us to have to change everything we do. I can remember uh, some of the things that were going on in the church in general. We had to find a new way to effectively get life done during this time. Because before this, I remember when the mega church was constantly looking for new places to build and expand buildings, they were they were our congregations were moving from one old building to a new building. Uh, it was about how well your choir could sing. Not that the word wasn't given. Don't get me wrong. God was giving us word. He was filling us. He was filling us up so much we were coming to a place of overflow. The physical church. The buildings were bursting at the seams, maybe not in your community. Maybe it was something else that was happening. But I remember all these things going on. I I can see now that the strength of the physical building, the church itself, the place that we visited every day was just bursting at the seams or needed to be uh built up or we were raising money. I can remember, to be honest, I can remember going years back and seeing the building fund uh, put up in the church. They have the number, the amount of money raised, and then they have what we need. And for some reason, in some of those churches, they never got to the place of building, but it was always on the mind of changing the structure. So, so, and I don't want to leave it there because we were always concerned as as a people, as as God's people. See, the revival is for those of us who are already in there, and to pull those who aren't into this space. But one of the things that we have to do is we have to be honest. We were concerned about the physical landscape. People were looking at how many people attend your church. What are the numbers? Are you are you becoming a mega church? And if you are, why aren't you becoming one? Are are you not doing things right? I mean, we were looking at the number. I I, I know this to be so in the uh, urban church and and even in our rural churches, looking at what we can do to better our situation. And I'm going to again say there's nothing wrong with that, but God required a move that we weren't making yet. And 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 what what we were doing and how we were doing it 
I'm, I'm not trying to criticize or break down the church. I'm just telling you what I could see and what the observation was for me. And when I read through this, uh, scripture beginning at verse nine and ten at verses nine and ten there's an illustration given here in the book of Hebrews there's an illustration of what was and what became after christ and i i I see the new system I see God doing things differently, and because we know there's nothing new under the sun and because we know we are human in our very being, because we know that we can get lost in something, because God knows how we can get lost in one way of thinking, he has to pull us into a new system, and he's been doing it for hundreds of thousands of years. Let me get them back to the place that I need them because something happens to, yes, God's people. Sometimes we get stuck on a tangent. Sometimes we get off the path. I don't know if this sounds familiar to you, but when God is calling for a revival, speak, Lord, it's because we're off the path. And he's so loving and so kind that he catches us before we go too far. Yes, these things need to be done. God was giving such a word before the pandemic that we were just bursting at the seams. Now, what do I mean by that? I'm not saying every church was growing in numbers, but we were looking for numbers. Where is this person? Or or, or why haven't we gotten more than this many people? I don't know about you, but I, I spent one year, one year as a pastor, one year as a pastor of a church that only had a count of 10, and I'm going to tell you that I was constantly concerned about who else may come in that door? Who else is going to be a part of my church? Yes, I was preaching. Yes, we did Bible study. Yes, we did a lot of things. But my concern was, why aren't there more people in the church? God already knew why not. As you read further into this scripture, verses, verse 11 says, so now Christ has become the high priest over all the good things that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands and is not a part of this created world. There was a paradigm shift, a paradigm shift that took us out of the building. Now, what does that have to do with not being a uh, with us becoming a living sacrifice? You see, so often we think about what we stop doing physically when we think of becoming the living sacrifice. Let me stop eating. Let me let me stop sinning on things that I know that I'm sinning about that are physical in nature. Yes. We're grown enough on here for for us to say, let's stop fornicating or let's stop being something in ourselves, our bodies. Come on now. In our bodies, in our carnality. And we're not thinking about the fullness of, of what it means to be a, become a living sacrifice. You see, Christ didn't just come for one of us. He came for us as a people. And there's something about following Christ 
and becoming like Christ that makes us more of the bride of Christ. And one of the things that has to happen is we need to have a systematic shift, a system change, a new system to come about. The system that Christ bought, as as it is featured in Hebrews, was a system in which he had given himself as a sacrifice. Christ had given himself as a sacrifice sacrifice. And Philippians tells us that we got to be more like him in his death and his burial and resurrection. We are to reflect those things. But I want to take us deeper into this, not but, I'm going to say and, I want to take us deeper into this to what the true change is. What has to change about the very way we think, the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we are being, our complete self, not just how many bodies into the church or not just making sure that we don't do things we don't want, that that we shouldn't from an outside perspective, but look and going deeper within. So Christ has now become the high priest over all good things that have come. He has entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven. We are constantly being told that our bodies are temples. We become the tabernacle. I, I, I want to present to you that in the paradigm shift during the pandemic, that God set us in a place where we had to become more of the sacrifice that he's actually calling for. Now, don't get me wrong. There were things that we need to stop doing from the outside. We need to stop doing, but God now is saying, stop being what you should not be. In the pandemic, it no longer became important for us to put up new walls in the church because there was nobody there. It became more important for us to disciple than to determine how long the lights had to be on. It became more important for us to build up the true kingdom of God. We were trying to figure out how can we get the word to people. And some of us were already going with God in terms of having media outlets or doing things on the um I can't think of the word for it now. This left my mind, but uh, social media, that's the word. How can we get it out there? It became more important to make sure the word was going forth to the people instead of how many people we can get on the bench. Now, the problem that we often encounter in the midst of a paradigm shift, everything to be different, but God wants... Uh, everything in that moment to be different. But God wants to shift it in such a way that we take all of what he has to offer. One of the things about looking at the Old Testament and the New Testament and seeing how God worked, and and if you look back in this same chapter, uh, Hebrews chapter 9, it talks about what was important 
initially. And I want you to understand that none of that became less important. What happened is in the paradigm shift from the Old Testament to the New Testament, from the world awaiting Christ to the world receiving Christ, is God wanted us to understand why he did and why he said what he said in the Old Testament to understand that it's all done through Christ in the New Testament. He gave us an example within himself of a switching of the system and how to become a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God. You see, most of the time when we think of a sacrifice, we think of something dead. But a living sacrifice is alive. And with Christ, we become alive. So that's going to move us into the point I want to bring into this sermon. Because the question is, How do we become a living sacrifice when God is not necessarily pointing to what we're doing physically, but he's saying you've got to add who you are spiritually and mentally in the mix? Spiritually and mentally. So often we get so caught up in don't do this and don't do that that we are not looking at what we should be doing. Today, I'm going to tell you that in order to become a part of the new system, the new way, what God is taking us to, the next step in this Christian walk, the reviving of the completeness of Christ, is that we have to know two things. And I know we're used to a three-point sermon because I'm used to it. But God kept saying, why does it have to be three-point? I got two things that will tell you how important it is to become a part of the new system. The first thing I wanted to to bring to mind, to make you think of, to, to help you to become a part of this new system, this after-pandemic time, instead of turning back and saying, oh, we are finally normal, the word is we got to move beyond the normal to the supernatural, to the supernatural. We're skipping the natural and going straight into the supernatural. God is saying that a part of becoming this new system is, number one, the acceptance of Christ as the Holy Priest. Well, that sounds right because salvation is so important. Being saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit, that's the only way you're going to do it. The salvation of the saints, the changing of the mind, the rebirth. And, you know, when it was asked that should, in order to be reborn, do I go back into my mother, was crazy. And it's just as crazy to say, let's go back to what was normal before the pandemic. A living sacrifice, a living sacrifice doesn't have to go back. A living sacrifice moves forward. A living sacrifice moves forward and accepts who Christ is. Now, 
Christ as the title, Christ as the, as the very being, Christ as high priest is a living sacrifice. You see, he died, but God raised him from the dead. There's some of us who have died to a lot of things, but we haven't allowed ourselves to be raised from the dead. And that makes no sense. If we have to move beyond what was to what God wants us to be, in order to do that, we must recognize what is in this very moment. God is trying to bring together and bring us up to become a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. One must first recognize that the living sacrifice only happens through Christ. I'm, I'm sitting up here, and even as I'm looking at what I've written and thinking about what God is telling me to say, I hear him now saying this whole thing about being a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto Christ in this moment means that we have to give up where we were, period, in our understanding. You think about Paul himself, who was dedicated to God as he knew him. He had to turn away from that and become the new that Christ had presented to him on the road. He had to become the new and living sacrifice. It was more than what was going on around him. It was more than all the, the clean your hands. and It was more than all the stop this and stop that. It was becoming a new person and to engage the entire self beyond building buildings and add building people. Uh, add building disciples. Get over great and large programs that everybody comes to, but nobody gets saved in. And building a place where salvation can take place. I'm going to tell you, I'm a, I'm a chaplain. And if you know anything about chaplaincy, you cannot proselytize. What does that mean? I can't go in and say, do you know Christ as your, your uh, Savior? However, if I am... To, able to express myself in such a way, if God has created the opportunity, I can do that if they want to know what it is that makes me like I am. So the question becomes, you know, how do I, how do I get this change? And, and that what does accepting Christ in this moment, it means becoming Christ-like, believing that he is the high priest. And that even the buildings we need built are all under the same thing. It's not about trying to to increase your numbers. It's about trying to increase who you are in Christ that the numbers will increase. I hope that I'm not uh, just, I, I'm, I'm trying to, to make this as clear as possible. I, I'm saying that God didn't want you to stop building churches. God wanted you to start building people. That's the new system. And it's a new system in this sense. If we don't stay with it, it becomes new to us again. 
God wants us to take on the new system, just as when he came down in flesh and bought a new system. If we accept Christ as the high priest, as the one who can go into the building, not because he has a rope tied around his waist and he can feel secure in that, but he can feel secure in being a discipled person, in being an actual heir to the throne, being there with Christ, being Christ-like not just for show, not what you see on the outside, but who you are on the inside that people might ask. Notice I didn't say perfect in the sense of being perfect. Christ is the perfect sacrifice, meaning the mature sacrifice. He's complete matured. Our perfection is about an ongoing maturation. And when we stop to do something that is not what God is asking for, then we come across a problem. The first thing is to recognize Christ as the high priest and to mimic that. entered that greater, more perfect tabernacle in heaven, which was not made by human hands. You have been adopted into that tabernacle. Your body now is not just a physical being. You are a complete being. The new system is about functioning in the completeness so that when you are in the tabernacle, you don't need a rope tied around your waist. You are just being. And where you fall short, you recognize that the sacrifice of Christ is what you need, not a rope. You can only become a part of the new system. You can only become a living sacrifice if it is Christ that you are wrapped in, mature. It's just knowing that in Christ, all things are well. And the only way we can know Christ is to study his words and become discipled by him and be in relationship with him. The second thing is to recognize that the old way is only complete in the new way. Again, it's not about saying no to the old way. It's recognizing what the new system brings to you and spending time in it because the new system, the new system will get rid of those things that you don't have to do anymore. Going out and being concerned about being appearing perfect to people. Under the old system, the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer could cleanse people's bodies from ceremonial impurity. We don't need that anymore. But in knowing that that's how it used to be, there's a 
a, a greater understanding of why Christ had to do it, why Christ who would be raised from the dead. So it's not to get rid of that. It's to understand the fullness of the word of God. What, what happened after as the pandemic is going away, I, w- I won't say it's completely gone, but what has happened? The pandemic brought us to a place where what was important was put out there. Where God said, whether it be through this wonderful uh, medium of uh, the system we're speaking on now, social media, God said, get to my people. Put the word in my people. I'm telling you people, we have got to remember what it is that we're actually here for. Yes, we need buildings. Yes, we want people in them, but we have got to have the right reason. Not so we can raise more money and not so we can just do program for the sake of programming but so that we can be building people, so that we can be creating what God is coming back for, the very bride, each person being discipled and kept. Is this a message for revival? You better believe it, because it starts with us getting our house in order. Remember what we're doing this for, remembering that through Christ all things are possible, that remembering that Christ is the holy priest that allows us to go into the very temple of our bodies that have been saved by Christ. It's not turning back to the old normal. It is creating the space for the new normal, the new place to be in, the new system that allows us to honor Christ, to walk in Christ, to be with Christ, that others might see Christ in us, not trying to be perfect, but being perfected. This word is for the people of God. This word is for us. This revival at the end of 2022 is about becoming a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto Christ. Don't just think about what is happening with our physical body, but the entire self, because that's the only way that a living sacrifice is effective. The word of God for the people of God. I offer you today an opportunity If you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, in this moment, as God is taking out of us, moving us out of pandemic, and as we move into a place of the new system, I pray that you would open your hearts and mind and receive Christ as your personal Savior, because this makes no sense to you if you don't know Christ already. And it's impossible to move into the new place, to move into the new position as the bride of Christ without Christ first being your Lord and Savior. I ask you today to just bow your head in this moment and say, 
speak it in your being. Speak it outside of yourself. Speak it in your spirit. Speak it in your soul that you believe that Christ died for the remission of your sin and that you believe that he died and God raised him from the dead. And because he has been raised from the dead as a living sacrifice now, we can be the living sacrifice. And the only way that we become holy and acceptable is if we are the true and living sacrifice in every part of our being. If you have said those things, you are saved. If you say that you believe this, you believe Jesus is the Son of God and that he died for the remission of our sins and God raised him from the dead, you are saved. Join us in the new system. Not some... uh, We're not talking about something that is not of God, that is not of Christ. I'm talking about the system that is Christ. While it may be 2,000 years old, 2,000 plus years old, it is new in that in him all creation is made new. I thank you for this time. I praise God for what is perfect and living as a and and being a living sacrifice in Jesus name amen i turn it back over to you adrian well i must say amen 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 what a wonderful word tonight y'all the new system ah getting you ready for the new season in all of our mm-hmm. lives, but it's all about that living sacrifice. I like what she said now. You heard she said now. Usually when you hear sacrifice, you're thinking dead because that's what they do. They kill something for the sacrifice. But we are not talking about a sacrifice. It is the living sacrifice. And that is Christ. So, oh, my goodness. What I can say is I say amen and woo, I hope y'all ready, y'all, because this was a beautiful day two of our seven-day Holy Ghost filled revival. So that means that I'm going to tell you now that I think tomorrow we have another one of our very own, Minister Aaron Williams. Now, y'all already know. Just meet me here tomorrow at 8, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we will do our day three. But for anybody that was out here tonight, and this is the first time that you've ever been on Purpose Kingdom Network, please know that this will be archived. This entire week will be archived, along with all of the rest of our shows, at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose kingdom. Again, we say thank you, thank you, thank you, Reverend Dr. Ali Maddox, a living sacrifice, the new season. Come on now. I'm I'm ready. So y'all better be ready for tomorrow because tomorrow we're going to start again at 8 p.m. And what I will do is I'm going to now turn it back over so that Miss Reverend Dr. Eileen Maddox can uh, close us out for the evening. Amen. God, right now, 
I want to first say thank you. Thank you, God, that you don't leave us in any state, but you provide a way to the new system. You provide a way, with my, as my sister said, to the new season, that you open our eyes to where we should be, and you bring us in. And even when we try to pull back, you create a circumstance that makes it so that we have to do it. But you didn't have to do have your living sacrifice. So we thank you, God. We thank you for coming in the flesh. We thank you for dying on the cross. We thank you, God, for raising yourself, your son, that we might live again. God, we bless your name and we magnify you. We glorify you. I pray right now, even as we continue in this revival, that I don't close it down, but I, God, I pray that you would extend it, that in the next 24 hours you will give us even more words. In Jesus' name, we pray and give thanks. Amen. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. I will not lose. Never want to see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. 